podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Brutal Nation. The podcast series is dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. Ta-da! I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, looking damn good after your date, by the way. My blind date. You your blind date on? that I set you up on. I'm proud of you both. It Tammy was Underwood. Awesome. It was an awesome date. Let me tell him your name. Hi, everybody. Tam- Tammy oh. Underwood. Now you can say hi. Can you say hi now? Hi. Yeah, can you do that? Hi, everybody. You keep twirling your hair. I keep on expecting Because I to- don't usually wear it down. And my, I mean, my therapist even noticed that when I wear my hair down, I'm constantly playing with it. When you do that, I remember a, a commercial from MTV that had Meg Ryan in it, and she twisted, twirled her hair, and she went, I don't eat meat because I'm a veterinarian, <laughs> and that's what I see in my head. Yeah, I eat, I eat meat. <laughs> no, I'm sure you do. Oh, oh. Why do you push the back of your head every time you eat a hot dog? I'm curious. Because <laughs> that's what I'm Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's a whole different no, show. No, I'm in a weird mood because the guy you set me up on is kind of like not as crass as you were. <laughs> Nobody So it's is. like I'm still in that mindset, of, <laughs> you know, because we, jo- we were joking around. We, I mean, we, t- we sat and talked at the restaurant for like a couple hours. And then when we left the restaurant, we stood outside and talked for like another 45 minutes. He's really a nice guy. I told and he you, agrees man. with me on how beautiful I am. Well, have you seen uh, his glasses are pretty thick, so I'm just saying that just. I don't think he had. Did he have glasses on? He wears glasses. I don't remember. Well, I know where you were looking. Anyway, who are we doing today? Uh, No, we as in not you, because you've got a whole different thing. (laughs) No, it's so funny because I kept thinking, you know, he kind of looks like Scott with hair. Not a chance in hell. (laughs) Let's get to the damn show. God damn it. He's way better looking. Anyways, I know nobody wants to hear about our dating life, especially yours. But anyways, today is Medical Monday. Yay, Yay. Medical Monday. (sighs) I don't have my phone. Oh, it's over there. But anyways. (laughs) Um, Anywho, so today's episode is on Colin Norris. (laughs) Any Um, relation to Chuck? No. This guy's from the UK. Oh. Okay. So he's like the English version of Chuck Norris, but in the medical field, right? No. Oh. You know what, though? He is Scottish, too. He's, he, yeah. was, he was born in Scotland, and so he's kind of like tall, skinny, and has kind of like the long hooker. hooker no- oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, he's a prostitute and works in the medical field? Holy shit. He's good. Don't kid. No. Hey, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's not gay, but 20's a 20. So <laughs> there you go. All right, so that's come. what you said just last night, huh? <laughs> How else do you think I'm going to pay for new guitars? Like, really? I mean, come on. Not our equipment, just guitars. Just guitars, man. I'm I'm a whore for good guitars. You you kind of are. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, he's a. I mean, this guy's a character. Um, however, a lot of other stuff plays into it as well. And this guy's the quote I picked from him for him is by James Baldwin, not any of the Baldwin actors. You know, you told me that you found a quote by James Baldwin. I said, like, from the Baldwin brothers and shit? No, because that's Stephen, Alec, Daniel, and William. And Penelope. <laughs> I'm just, just fucking with you. No. 
Don't make me give you the mock of the squealer. <laughs> That's from them, too. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> side note. Um, and the quote is, ignorance allied with power is the most ferocious enemy justice can have. No shit. So yeah. let me wrap that up in layman's terms. If you have power and you're a fucking idiot, yeah, yeah. you could do some damage. I mean, think about it, guys and girls. That makes sense, man. You give somebody who has a lot of, you know, give somebody a lot of power who's a moron, you know, they're not going to be able to use oh. it responsibly. Not at all, because they don't know how to handle it. Not exactly. You know, yeah. that's, that's like giving, uh, you know, uh, uh, a five-year-old $200,000 a year. Yeah. It's, you know, they, they don't have the, the cognitive skills to really yeah. take care of that shit. Anyway, go ahead. That's like giving a high school diploma to somebody who can't read, but that's Oregon. Um, that's, that's the state of Oregon, man. Yeah, shit. <laughs> that is something I do not want to talk about. Okay, anyways, <laughs> I have something to kind of explain before I get into this. Um, I need to make it clear that I only had a minute amount of information on this case before I chose to feature it. Um, that being said, I did not know his victim profile or their original diagnosis prior to starting my research. After I was elbow deep in reports, I realized the obvious pattern, but I was already too deep to just ignore his case altogether. No, it's not kids, Scott. Thank God. No. Oh my God, it's a fucking miracle you picked a goddamn killer that's not focusing on children. (laughs) I'm proud of you. (laughs) That being said, I know how touchy this subject is for me, but... I know it's going to be exceptionally touchy for others, especially you. My main thing is kids. So as no, long this as is going to hurt you. I mean, this is going to piss you off too. Okay, oh, piss off is fine, but literally, like whenever I hear about the kids dying, oh, that, like, this might hurt your heart too. But like, okay, for our listeners out there, I mean, literally, I'm listening to this book by a guy named Ron Ripley, mm-hmm. and he does different series on everything. It's it's a haunted book. It's all made up and everything, and. Uh, I can't what? remember which part of the series. But anyway, there's a, a part where one of the main characters, Shane Ryan, uh, is at a lighthouse and he goes down to the basement and finds the skeletons of five kids. They've been dead forever. And I'm listening to this and little tears are coming to my eyes. Fucking oh, bitch, kill the road fucking Have you taken your meds? I did. Okay, just ask. I took my crazy pills this morning. I know, but sometimes even like if, even if, if you haven't, then even like little subjects like you kind of get a little teary. Oh, I do. I was just making yeah. sure. Thank God for medication, man. Don't do drugs, kids, because if you do, you end up on meds like me. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, so for this, I am apologizing. And I know when you sit back and think about it later that you'll agree that light had to be shed on his actions and the lack of action on the part of the administration. Because if we don't bring awareness to the possibility of mistreatment, we won't know how to advocate for those we love who may find themselves in a similar situation. Already I'm seeing Colin in this, but when you said lack of action by the administration, Uh, Colin and a couple of others. and a lot of others. I'm not delusional enough to believe we can prevent any further murders from other potential killers in the medical industry. I'm not. However, I do believe we have the possibility of making sure someone we love is not a victim if we know what signs to look for. Okay? That being said, let me get started. Let's get her started. Yeah. Ramp it up. Um, I could not find a whole lot of information. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. I'm using a I'm using the touchpad now and I can't just scroll with my finger. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find a whole lot of information on his upbringing. And we know that I hate that. Um, and so that was the case of this one as well. So 
This is what I'm talking about. The only information I can find is this. Colin Norris was born on February 12, 1978 in Glasgow, Scotland, but was raised in Patrick by a supportive family. After that, the information train jumps to his early adulthood. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was born, then all of a sudden so, he was 21. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that's because there was nothing. We've come... Covered this in other cases. There's nothing substantial to indicate why he committed his crimes in his childhood. He was raised by a supportive family. They loved him. They, you know, they didn't abuse him. But still, you, you would think you would see something like in school. He was a B student or an A student. No, and played. Re- he, you do when he was in college. He played a little bit of cricket. Oh, I'm sorry. In, in, in his case, he stood at the lock every day. <laughs> playing golf. Tried, playing golf and trying to feed Nessie. <laughs> Because whatever I think Scotland, I think Nessie. Nessie and golf. Nessie and golf. And that's, plaid skirts. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Squatch. Get on with your story. <laughs> Nessie! Shut up, anyways. Sometime prior to 1992, Norris attends college and achieves six GCSEs. Now, I had no absolutely no idea what they were, so oh. I did a little digging. I'm glad you did, because you saw the look on my yeah, face I right did. here going, what the fuck You know is I that? always look it up anyways, and I was able to find out a little bit. Now, I couldn't find anything that told me where he was when he received his higher education. However, since the information I did find state specifically GCSE and not something else, we have to assume it was somewhere in England, Wales, or Ireland, Northern Ireland. Okay, so for the sake of keeping this short, I'm going to guess and say that he went to school in England because he works. He ended up working there. That being said, here's the information I found. A GCSE is a general certificate of secondary education or in layman's terms, an academic qualification in a given subject. Okay, some students only achieve one. Either in, like, literature, mathematics, science, those are the main ones. And then you have the, I, what I would classify, it. you know. Is it kind of like having a major in college? No. It's kind of like achieving excellence in certain subjects. Okay. I'm, yeah, it, it was kind of confusing, but that's what I'm just, I I'm found I'm not going to ask out. questions about it. Go for it. Yeah, so some students, like I said, only achieve one. It's because what it is, it's like they achieve higher excellence in that subject. Okay. Okay. So for him to achieve six is kind of a big deal. Oh, okay, cool. That means he was proficient and achieved excellence in six subjects. Now, there are several subjects that he could have achieved these certificates in from core to what they classify as just other. And I'm assuming those are equivalent to electives. You know, because, you know, in education, you have the core subjects and then you have electives. Yep. I won't list them here today because they're a lot, but I actually might do a separate blog post and put it on Medium or something about these because it was kind of interesting. Um, so, okay, so that being said, now, he, after graduating from college, became a travel agent, started a career as a travel agent when he graduated from college. However, he only pursued this for a brief period of time before he switched career paths to become a nurse. So he went back to school to be a nurse. Do you look really hot in the nurse's uniform? Because some nurses look really hot. Do I? Yeah. No, not you, because you're a Sasquatch. No, because I'm fucking beautiful, bitch. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell the guy I set you up with to never give you a compliment again. 
didn't have to give me the compliment for me to know I'm beautiful. Hmm. Sorry, I had to drink some of my coffee. Um, so anyways, um, while in nursing school, his grades, though, were considered average, which to me was shocking because he overachieved in college prior to this. Right, but it shouldn't be that shocking because uh, there's some things that people excel at. Like like me, it's music. Right. You know. But, but you did overachieve in other subjects too. I did. I but did. you're an overachiever. But things like US history. Right. Um you know, things like that I bored the shit out of me. And I'm the kind of person if it can't hold my attention, right. even though I have to do the class, I know I have to do it, right? Right. Um it can't hold my attention. I'm gonna do it, but it's begrudgingly. I'm reading every line like I don't give two flying rats. Trying ass. to keep your eyes open, right? So, um, let's see. Aside from his average academic record, he also had a tendency to anger quickly and have aggressive confrontations with those in authority. It's later reported that the type of behavior he displayed when it came to his professors at the University of Dundee was deemed unacceptable. So wait, he's, he's like sitting there going, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about? or Yeah, well, it wasn't so much that, is that if they like tried to correct him or, you know, teach him something he didn't want to know, then it was like he would be aggressive with them, and they deemed him unacceptable. This makes me wonder if they should have even let him receive a fucking nursing certificate, Scott. Well, yeah, no shit, if he can't follow fucking instructions. Exactly, exactly. It also has me thinking that there's something wrong in our culture when there are obvious signs or questionable behavior that gets overlooked for one reason or another, and when it all comes to a head, those who overlook it seem shocked. Well, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that, yet he was unacceptable, you know? Jesus Christ. So when he qualified for his nursing license in June of 2001, he quickly got a job in Leeds. Um, What's Leeds? It's in England. Oh, I thought it was like some specific no, like part it's of a, a hospital like or a, something. It's like a town or a, like a country in England. No, I can't remember. It's there. <laughs> I just know it's in England. So it didn't take long for him to begin having fallouts with his superiors and other staff members that had more <coughs> experience than him. Pattern? Maybe. He's got a superiority complex. I think that's it exactly. Yeah, that's 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 the fucking I see this one coming from a mile away. Yeah. So on several occasions, Nor- Norris actually flat out refused to work with directly with the elderly patients at a facility at the facilities. He quite often told other coworkers and superiors that he quote unquote didn't want to be working with that type of person. Oh my god. What okay. a piece of garbage. Yeah. That's awesome. So he's saying this. Okay, <coughs> keep this in mind. He's telling people this. This type of attitude is rather unusual when it comes to those who choose to work in the field of medicine, period. Because they will work with any type of patient. My mom didn't like working with alcoholics, but you know what? She fucking did. You know what I mean? So what the fuck? No, it's just weird. She so, got lost and confused again. I didn't get lost and confused again, 
ass wipe. Quit thinking about your date today. Let's do this podcast. How about that? You know what? I'm trying to fucking... I don't know what I did. Anyways, I'll fix it later. So, um, after he was arrested, he actually told the authorities he felt the elderly patients in his care were downright challenging. And he went on to say that in the beginning, it was difficult for him to even wash the elderly females that had difficulty bathing themselves due to the fact he just couldn't get used to the smells. Okay. They're old. I was going to say, number one, they're elderly, okay? Exactly. Two, elderly people have a very specific smell most of the time, especially if they're in a hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, if well, he, if you can't, they don't they always? I mean, my grandma, I will forever associate her with the smell of mothballs. Well, I'm telling you, if he couldn't handle that shit, somebody should have told him, or he should have been smart enough to go, "Hey, this is not the career field for me." Right. Let me go do something else. Exactly. Because I don't like old people like me. Or don't assign him to work with old people. Well, like me, man, I don't like kids. You don't. You know, I, I, and I, I'll, I'll reiterate, I like some children. Yeah. Oh, you would have liked this woman at the restaurant today. Did she beat her kids? No, but I'm I heard her. She was coming back from the bathroom with her young daughter. Her daughter couldn't have been more than four or five. But she stopped because her daughter was like kind of bouncing around and getting a little loud and kind of, you know, <laughs> could be bothering other people. And she, I, she bent down and she said, we are not going to act this way. And if you do, we are going to leave. Do you understand? And the, I didn't hear what the daughter she said. And she goes, I need you to tell me you understand what I'm saying. And then she, the daughter oh said something else. And she walked away to the table. Did you get her number? I will I marry didn't. her. I will marry her. But I was actually very impressed. But yeah, you know, that, that's why like if like when I've taught guitar in the past. Right. I don't teach children. Right. I teach from about 16 on up. Maybe 13 if I meet the kid and they go, okay. Right, because they're not, it's not a fucking asshole. They can sit down and listen. They want to play. Yeah. And they think that they're going to be able to, like, I want to shred. Yeah. Know, dude, you're not going to shred. This is the first time you picked up a guitar, you fucking idiot. Um, but, yeah, and, and because I, I, just, I, I just don't like children. Do you shred? Fuck, yeah. I've never heard you shred. I don't need to. But I'm I can. All it is is basically working, the pen, uh, working scales. I was going to say, isn't it just a, you know? No. No. You, oh, you, you work scare, scales and you use a sweep technique. Oh, okay. That's the well, best way to do it. Keep going. Anyway, we, we can talk guitars all day and night. I know we can. That's why uh, I said keep going. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I would think if I became a nurse, because yeah. I have a great rack and I would look great in that uniform um, and a skirt. <laughs> but <laughs> I, a little hat. <laughs> and a little hat. I wouldn't work with, with children. Because, yeah. I, and I would tell them, look, I just don't fucking like kids. I'll work with old people. I'll work people who are mentally retarded or, you know, disabled, I guess they're called now, or mentally gay or whatever you want to call them. Um, whatever the Developmentally thing is. disabled, Scott. You know that one bothers me, too. Fine. It's always something with Well, you. only because my nephew has Down syndrome, and I hate it when people... No, no, no. Now, okay, okay. Now, I know that I make retard jokes, okay? You do. However, the people with Downs and shit like that... They got my heart. I fucking. I, I was gonna say, don't guys. mess with them. They'll whoop your fucking ass. No shit. Whether they can talk or not, because some of them are low, you know, high functioning. Some are low functioning. Whether they can speak or not, because my nephew can't speak, he can whoop your ass. They got super retard strength. That's fucking. Amazing. And they understand what you're saying. So anyway, go on with the thing because we we got on. Yeah. I'm trying not to be on soapboxes no. so much. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Shit. Huh? So when he would be given be given his assignments, 
He would blatantly refuse to change either the patients or their bedding. Norris even admitted to a nurse that was training him in 2001 that he didn't like working with geriatric patients. He would often get quite angry when the older patients did little things, such as throwing their blankets off themselves. Because patients do that. They're hot. No shit. I do that, and I'm not even a fucking patient. <laughs> you, you belong in a mental shut your board, fucking but... eye hole. <laughs> One you know time... what I like about you? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Just say it. Yeah. One time, when he was assigned to work at a long-term care facility, he refused to go. And later, when he was assigned to work at other nursing facilities, he would call in sick so he wouldn't have to work those assignments. Now, this doesn't make any sense to me. You would think that if a company noticed an employee would call in sick frequently and there happened to be a pattern of it, why would this said company continue to keep this individual on the payroll? I was going to say the same thing. Because yeah. you and I have talked about this. Yeah. You, people, you don't. People do get sick, but if you're calling in all the time because you're being assigned a task that you don't like, well, then obviously you don't like to work. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Pack your bags. Start fucking hitchhiking away. Yeah. Exactly. So he ends up acquiring an early criminal history. Now, in the early portion of his new career in nursing, Norris got caught committing theft when he helped another co-worker steal drugs from the hospital they were working at. Sweet drugs! Yeah. yeah! Somebody who chose to work in the medical industry had to know that doing something like this would end their career, especially since hospital drug supplies are heavily monitored. Sadly. This was after Shipman. Makes me sad. Now I can't call up my nurse type of a, a female friends and, hey... Can you get me some good painkillers? You're like, no, motherfucker, because Scott, we have a barcode. Just because the hooker dresses as a nurse doesn't mean she's a nurse. I've never had a hooker. The only hooker I've ever had even close to me is you. That's it. I'm not a hooker, bitch. Do I owe you five bucks? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I would cost way more than that because I'm not a I'm not a strawberry. <laughs> do, you, do you need a taxi or something? <laughs> Fuck off. I actually, okay, true story, then we'll get back on track. I actually said that to a chick that I was uh, that, that I was seeing as a joke. <clears throat> it was the first time she had stayed over. And I woke up in the morning, and, and you've seen me, like, first thing in the morning. I'm out of it. And she goes, good morning. I go, who the hell are you? Do you need a taxi or something? Do I owe you money? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. You're a dick. Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, and doesn't she know not to speak to you before you had your cup of coffee? My former business partner found that out. Because she kept talking about, you, 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 you're doing this. And I did the, 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 the duck thing with your hand is what I'm doing. Yeah, the, the thing from fucking, um. Um, I can't remember this. Uh, so, Master of Disguise. And then I put my fingers together, but I need you to do this. <laughs> the closed mouth thing. So, not until I've had my coffee. Have a bowl of shut the fuck up. Because he needs some goddamn coffee. I mean, because even on the nights talking. that I have spent the night here, because, you know, we're working late and everything. It's like, I know better than to speak with you before you had your coffee. And thank God you always get it before me. I'm a fucking early, early. Yep. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So, however, the sad part about this is the administration chose not to fire him or report his actions to the British Medical Board. Hmm. I see a pattern across the whole entire U.S. It always fucking happens. People do shit. Yeah. And then they go... Hey, we better not tell anybody. It's like the aid and abet medical serial killers. Fucking idiots, man. Yeah. 
So here's where I stand on this incident. I think they would have, I think if they would have penalized him or at the very least reported him, then they could have avoided the murders. I agree. Unfortunately, I also think that when he managed to avoid <coughs> severe penalties for this offense, it somehow gave him the green light to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And it seems that the investigators on his murder case felt the same way I do since they later no- made a note that this whole event showed Norris's complete lack of integrity when it came to the position he held. Just like fucking uh, Colin. Colin, Harvey. Uh, and Harvey. Swango. Yeah, that's right, because uh, all the hospitals that they worked for knew what was happening. Yeah, Swango and- did five years in the fucking penitentiary and still went out and was a neurosurgeon. Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. I am now more afraid to ever go to the doctor than I've ever been. I know. I was talking to that guy today. He goes, I'm trying to find a good doctor, blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh, then don't listen to our Monday episodes at all. <laughs> no shit. Because you will never go back to a doctor in That's your life. right. And then when I gave him that episode to listen to because I wanted him to tell me what he thinks you've said about me. And <laughs> he was, I said, and it's okay, even though she's on a Monday. I said she was a baby farmer in the late 1800s, early 1900s, not a big deal. Maybe he likes to dress up like a baby. We don't know. Anyway, go ahead. That is disturbing. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. baby. Now, let's discuss the murders. Norris was working, and this is the part that's going to piss you off. So, Norris was working at Leeds General Infirmary, as well as St. James University Hospital, located in Leeds, when the murders took place. He had only been working as a nurse for about a year. The initial suspicions when it came to his actions happened when he accurately predicted the death of a certain patient named Ethel Hall. Um, He actually told a co-worker several hours prior, I predict 5.15 a.m. as being the time Ethel Hall will become unwell. His words. At the time, there was no medical reason that would indicate the onset of any serious illness. As Norris predicted, almost down to the minute, Ethel's condition became worse. This occurred around five, they say a little past five. She didn't die at the time, but she did pass away a few short weeks later. Well, well, she had a horrible virus called Colin. No, she had a horrible virus called Colin fucking Norris, not Colin. I said Colin. You said Colin. Did I say Colin? Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, Colin Norris. Yeah. Precisely. So when Ethel's condition took a downfall, Norris, as well as other nurses, went to her aid. That's when he looked at the nurse he had told about his predictions, tapped his watch, and said, I told you. Oh, my God. What a dick. It's reported that he even made a comment before Ethel's condition worsened that he would have to be the one to complete the paperwork regarding her death. She hadn't even died. (laughs) Yeah. There was one time he stated out loud, it is always in the morning when things go wrong. And, and also said, someone always dies when I do nights. You think? You know, this is what, you're right, it does piss me off because he's done everything. He's literally pointing to himself and saying, hey guys, Yeah, he's Carol Coley it without everybody. saying that I need help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's going, hey guys, I'm the killer. I'm killing off all of our patients. Gotta go, because Ethel's gotta die in about, uh, five minutes. Gotta get out of here. Shit to do. Yeah. So when he was later questioned by the authorities concerning this death and the death of three other patients who also met untimely, you know, untimely ends during his shift, that 
He seemed to have been unlucky over the past 12 months. <laughs> unlucky my he, ass. His words. The four patients in question were 79 years old, 80, 86, and 88. All in all, the authorities wound up investigating a total of 72 cases. Jesus Christ. Okay. Rack them up there, yeah, Colin. Yeah, but he was only charged with four. You'll find out later. Oh, now, Christ. during the investigation, Chief Superintendent Chris Gregg, now, if this name sounds familiar, it should be. Do you recognize the name? Chris Gray. Detects Chief Superintendent Chris Gregg. Didn't he do our other England dude? Yeah. Um, he's um, the same um, investigator who worked um, the Shipman case. Shipman, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude is on it, isn't it? Yeah, dude, on it like blue bonnet. Dude, you're probably going to end up hearing this because we've mentioned your name. You get all the good cases. You need to be on our freaking show because I think I've seen, I've heard your name more than I've heard any yeah. other fucking name, yeah. period. Out of England, especially. So, reported that th- this prediction that Norris made concerning the decline of Ethel's health indicated that it was absolutely not a coincidence. It was an accident. It was an incident where a nurse working at the facility had suddenly decided, for reasons only he would know, that it was time for a patient to die. He said, and I'm quoting Greg here, he actually premeditated this hours before. I think he's cocky. I think he was overconfident. He was showing <laughs> off. Okay. Um, now, is he before or after shipment? He's after, after right? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. The detective knows his shit because he already done busted no, one dude. Yeah, because remember in the shipment case, they hadn't even know, they didn't even know how to get an ex- exhumation order. Right. And and homie yeah. there fucking said, okay, no, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to yeah. get shit done. You know what? This is another one of them motherfucking cases. I'm getting this shit done. Let's do this. <laughs> this yeah. I'll tell you, man. Colin, you are a freaking moron, and let me explain why. You have the Inspector Clouseau, the Sherlock Holmes, and every great detective racked up in one detective, and he's yeah. got one job. He busted his ass to convict Shipman. He's got one job right now while we're talking about this. Yeah. It's hunting your stupid ass down. Yeah, he's got a job to fuck you over. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty smart, too. I wouldn't fuck with this dude. Not a chance. Like if I found out he was on a case that, and I'd committed a crime, uh, you but, wouldn't. You wouldn't fucking commit a crime in his jurisdiction. The fuck no. no. But if he moved here and I committed a crime, which I, I'm not a criminal anymore, I would just turn myself in. I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, dude. Fine, no, dude. you're here. I'm, I'm done. You're here. You're, yeah. No, dude. Yeah, you caught me. Yep, you got me. I'm just. I'm not even going to yeah. fight it. So when a criminal psychologist looked at this case later, they would say that despite Norris's prediction, they didn't think that he wanted to get caught. They feel it was more that he wanted to show people he had more knowledge than his coworkers. He wanted to show off. Yeah, oh, yeah totally. Superiority complex. Totally, totally. Yeah, investigators report reported that while they were interviewing him, he displayed absolutely no empathy for either his victims or their families. Well, yeah, he doesn't like old people. Yeah. And he thinks he's above everybody else. So now they had to determine... Uh, what was the determining factor in deciding this investigation? So when authorities began their investigation, they looked at all the deaths that occurred while Norris worked on the, on the ward. They then assembled a special medical panel to look at these cases, and the panel decided there were 18 questionable cases that required further review. 
by an independent medical review board. So they sent it out to be reviewed. So it wasn't right. an internal investigation. Right. So that was it. nobody can claim prejudice. Exactly. So when the independent re- board reviewed the 18 cases, they verified suspicions regarding the deaths of at least three other women besides Ethel. Okay. So four in total. Um, the, and they determined they were a de- direct result of purposeful lethal injections of insulin. However, they Pretty also... Pretty common murder weapon, by the way. It is. They, uh, well, because it's usually undetectable. Well, yeah, because your body produces yeah. insulin. And, and it's you, hard to determine which is the injection and which is the, yeah, natural. Yeah, you know, well, provided you're not using like a synthetic or something like right. that. If you're using natural... Well, even if it's insulin. synthetic, once it absorbs into your system, they can't tell. I thought that you could no. tell it's synthetic. Oh, no, shit. there okay. is a way they can tell, and I'll get into it here in a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep no, going. No, you're fine. Um, however, they also noted that there were two additional victims that also passed away as a result of insulin poisoning, and there was one patient that survived the overdose of insulin that they received. Okay? Now, authorities also found out that a doctor had concerns when Ethel died. So, I think it was she or he, I can't remember. I mean, I think it was a she. It was a she. I have he. Ordered posthumous blood tests. These blood tests determined that Ethel had a significant amount of insulin in her system. For example, and this is going to shock the fuck out of you. um, One sample contained 1,000 units. Jesus. When the normal insulin levels two hours after normal glucose injections, the average level is 111 units. That's how they were determined, you know, that it was... Jesus fucking Christ. Um, This evidence alone became the major evidence that the authorities used in the case against Norris. That's almost like a a half a vial, I would think, isn't it? I'm trying to think how many units to a vial. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember when I was on insulin. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's a significant. Because after two hours, it usually kind of, like, evens out. So it's a little bit higher, right? Because your not... your insulin receptors exactly. utilize the the, exactly. the insulin, and so for it to be, I mean, after she died, which was you know a couple hours after she was given the injection, it was a thousand units. That's fucking ridiculous. That is redonkulous. Because that. I'm thinking of the needles that I used to use, and each right. needle was one cc. Right. So that's one unit. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, uh, so when I'm loading it, when I was loading it, I, out of that one cc, I would take it up to the one and a half mark, which isn't very much, um, you know, for the, for the fast acting. Right. So I can't imagine a thousand of those needles full. Yeah. Of insulin. Yeah. Fucking full. Yeah. He just, I think what he did is just took a regular syringe. You know, the big ones and just injected it out of the bottle and just went pew. right into the IV line. Probably, probably, which is fucking I would think that he used more than one bottle. man. Well, I'm just saying, I think it, like I like I said, I don't think he used the regular insulin syringes. Yeah, yeah there's no way. There's no fucking way. But yeah, I mean, and I took the higher average as far as two hours later and not the lower one. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Um. When you look at the actual insulin level, I mean, because they're actually comparing it to the lower average on this next sentence, 
when you look at the actual insulin level and compared to the average insulin level, it averages to be about 12 times the average. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because they're going by the low end when they said this. So when the administration looked into who was working during all of these incidents, they realized that the only nurse who had been responsible for the five patients, as well as president within two hours of the health, of the health decline, it was, in fact, Norris. <laughs> Blinking lights. Jesus. So then the authorities decided to examine the, uh, the staff rotation and phone records as well as the employee files in an effort to determine the personnel that accessed the ward. And this is important because... Um, Oh, and so that person would, who also had access to the insulin and who was actually present on the ward during the incidents. The only employee that could not be ruled out was Norris again. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, both cases he could not be ruled out. Now, um, we're going to talk about what incidents were attributed to him. And like I said, this is going to be the part that irritates the fuck out of you. When it came to the first recorded incident on May 17, 2002, authorities determined that Norris allegedly gave a patient by the name of Vera Wilby an, an injection of morphine in an, in an effort to make her tired. After she became drowsy, he proceeded to give her even more medication right before she, he ended his shift. It was precisely one and a half hours later that Vera was discovered in a semi-conscious state due to a sudden onset of hypoglycemic attack. She actually survived the event. This is the one that survived. That's good. Yes. Because, man, when your blood sugar drops, yeah. that's... It's, it's difficult. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, my mom was in the emergency room one time because she actually gave herself the long-acting... I mean, the short, short acting. acting, yep. She gave herself the short acting when she should have given herself the long acting, and she was like, I just fucked up. Yeah. And so we took her in right away, and they had to monitor her for a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I've, I've made that mistake. Oh, I believe you have. You know, not testing my blood and going, oh, I need some insulin right now because, you know, I had, like, whatever, and then give myself, like, insulin, and then... You know, I'm not feeling good still. Let me test my... Oh, shit, it's that low. That's no way yeah. now. Orange juice, peanut butter, and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So, Doris Ludlum was admitted to the hospital on June 12th due to a broken hip. On June 25th, Norris gave her an injection of painkillers that were not prescribed, as well as insulin to reduce her blood sugar levels. He then left work for the day. Approximately 40 minutes later, staff members went to check on her and found her in a comatose state. What a peach. She died later. The next patient um, was 88-year-old Bridget Bork, B-O-U-R-K-E, who was admitted for a broken hip. On June 16th, staff went to her room at approximately 3.10 a.m. on July 21st, and she was found to be suffering a hypoglycemic attack. She passed away the following day. Irene Crooks, a 79-year-old patient that was admitted October 10th with a broken hip. Norris recorded in his nursing notes that her condition showed improvement. However, right before 6 a.m. on October 19th, he went to her room to check on her, in on her and found she, too, suffered from a hypoglycemic attack. She, she too, would die the next day. A co-worker later gave a statement where they said that Norris didn't put forth any effort to revive her when he found her unconscious. And I'm telling you, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a hypoglycemic attack. 
I have. But it for for those of you who have, I don't have diabetes, but I have had hypoglycemic attacks. You don't you don't just get grouchy, you know, like that commercial. No, you you pass the fuck out. You you pass out. You feel lightheaded. You feel sick as hell. No, you need more than a fucking Snickers, Betty White. (laughs) No shit, huh? (laughs) It is. It's. It's actually very, very taxing and, and kind of painful when when it happens. It's happened to me more than once, and it sucks. Yeah, that's why I carry glucose you get tabs. All clammy and jit- I mean, your skin starts to get jit- you like crawly and clammy and. Oh, the worst for me yeah. is you're sitting there and you test your blood and go, oh shit, I gotta get food in me, but you don't want to eat. Yeah, your body's like, no, you don't want food. Well, I have to have food in me because if not, this is gonna get worse. Nah, yeah, we don't really. So then you have to, for me, I have to like drink whatever I'm going to drink really slowly or right. eat I have a literally, little bit at a time. Yeah. The, the, well, I've had them majorly two times when my mom has actually got me to test my blood sugar and it was like in like the forties or something. Holy shit. It was fucking low as fuck. I'm yeah. in the hospital with that. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm shoving jelly in my mouth. Oh shit. Yeah, That's just straight horrible. up spoonfuls of jelly. That's horrible, man. Yeah, it that is. That raises it up. You you got to fucking do. And you like I said, you, you start protein. shaking. Oh yeah, and, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've, I've passed out a few times. Yeah. Now, similar to Ethel, none of the women above had been diagnosed with diabetes. Each one of them had only been admitted to the hospital for a broken hip. When other co-worker was questioned about the mysterious events and deaths, they said they noticed how Norris watched one victim who had slipped into a coma with a detached amusement of sorts. Like he was excited when they died. Jesus. And you notice how he would give them the medication and then leave for the day. Yeah. He'd be like, adios, bitch nachos. Yeah. I'm so out. it's like plausible deniability. You know, what I wasn't there. What a jerk. Yeah. So, and the reason why I figured it would bother you is because I know your grandma had a broken hip and had to be in a nursing home. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and I know how much you loved your grandma. I did. So, Nan, wasn't there Pearly? Grandma Pearly? Pearly. Grandma Pearly. Yeah. I'm telling you, though. You and, didn't call her Mima or Nanny yeah, or we didn't even call Gigi? Her, we didn't even call her Grandma. She hated the name Grandma. We called her Pearly. Pearly. Oh. That was it. Yeah, uh, I hate the name Grandma, too. That's why my grandkids call me Gigi, because I'm too young and beautiful. And even her nursing home knew that if anything happened to my to, to my grandma pearly you were gonna fuck somebody up i will because i wasn't fat then man i was in some pretty damn good shape and you know was pretty built i'll go there and i'll kill him was it before anger management too way before anger management yeah no they knew better it was in my 20s yeah so here i come in there built like a brick shit house mm-hmm. you know and i told everybody don't let nothing happen to my grandma yeah no yeah no, exactly. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I put my dad in the facility I did, because I knew that nothing nefarious would happen. And they also knew that I wouldn't pull any punches, you know, because oh, yeah. no, when, when my it, mom worked there. So they knew me whenever I would go there to, to visit or whatever, man. Hey, Scott, because they remember me. Hey, Scott, just letting you know your grandma's doing OK and uh, everything's yeah. just fine. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to go see my grandma now. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, leave me alone. I'm going to go see my goddamn grandma. Yeah. So, what evidence pointed to Norris as a culprit, you ask? I'll tell you. Not long after <laughs> Ethel's death, staff members noticed there were insulin doses missing from the storage refrigerator. You don't say. Yeah, so when he was questioned lo- later, Norris freely admitted to being the last person documented to have gotten into the fridge <coughs> right before Ethel was given her lethal injections. The investigation determined that precisely two vials were removed from storage, and it was determined that they were taken by somebody working the night shift that night. 
Norris freely admitted later that he was the last person to check on Ethel at approximately 4.30, <laughs> which was around 30 minutes before she fell into a comatose state. During his investigation, interrogation, Detective asked Norris about this bit of information. All he could say was, and I'm quoting him, obviously if someone was going to, was to kill someone, they would leave their signature, would they? To say that they were there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stop right there because we've had some arrogant. Stop what you're doing because you're about to ruin the image and the style he's used to. I hate you so much. <laughs> we've had some arrogant serial killers. They have. Arrogant. But, Colin, you take the cake. You win as king of arrogance and stupidity, oh, by the way. You'll say that even more in the next what little are, paragraph. I, but yeah. For a guy who did so well in school. To be this yeah. blatantly arrogant. Oh, I understand the arrogance, but in this case here, like when you're talking to the cops, pretty, pretty much saying, hey, no, I'm the killer, but you got to bust me. Um, you know, and to be that. Admitting, st- but not admitting. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely fucking stupid. Is just floors me. Oh, but just wait. They actually paid no mind to this explanation, nor did they buy into his suggestion, okay, that someone else entirely. Walked into the ward at some point, walked into Ethel's curtained area, injected her with insulin that she did not need, all before they snuck away. The third man on the grassy knoll. (laughs) Dude, the bushy-haired stranger. (laughs) Diane Downs. Whatever. Um, The thought that this complete series of events had to be timed precisely to avoid raising anybody's suspicions was utterly implausible. I I agree. Somebody (laughs) would have seen him, this person, at some point. Plus, we're talking after Colin. So now you have probably surveillance. You have video footage. Right. This is after Shipman, after Cullen in the U.S. Right. You know, and... This is after it had been implemented, and I think it's in the UK, too, where you have to sign out the meds yourself. Right. And, and plus, like I said, video surveillance. Oh, so yeah. So I'm pretty sure that they can go. I mean, go, not directly in the room, but in the hallways. Yes. In the hallways. So it can't be that hard for our favorite detective. Love you, buddy. To look at the tapes and say, I don't see anybody who shouldn't be on this ward. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Who, who's that right there? Oh, Mr. Norris. He's going into Ethel's room. Oh, who is it? It's Mr. Norris. I don't see any strangers walking up and down the fucking aisle, you know, or up and down the hallway and yeah. sneaking in. Maybe it was the ghost of insulin pass. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Fuck so- me. <laughs> The authorities also noticed something else about Norris's statements during that session. They found it curious that he wasn't exactly denying being responsible for the murders, but he was subtly letting them know that they couldn't prove it in the least. <laughs> oh, they can't, dude. You got the rock star fucking detective after yeah. your ass. Oh, wait, there's more. During each of his interrogations and interviews that were conducted by the authorities, Norris's behavior was extraordinarily unusual. During the entire line of questioning, he was visibly arrogant and outwardly aggressive. Duh. Yeah. At times, he would outright challenge the detectives questioning him, and other times he would be so worked up in such a lather that he was lashing out at them with physical anger, anger to the point they had to have him restrained. As if he couldn't point to himself 
anymore. Yeah, Yeah, because if you are not guilty, you're not going to act this aggressively. You're going to say, look, I didn't do it. Normally, you're the one who goes, but wait, there's more. You Billy Mays me. But Colin here. As Billy Mays you himself. He just Billy Mays me. He's all, oh, wait a minute. You thought I was an asshole before. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. Yeah, you thought I was arrogant. So the surveillance tapes from these interviews were actually reviewed by a criminologist by the name of Dr. Jane Moncton Smith. Yeah, M-O-N-K-T-O-N, Moncton. That's a cool name, actually. No, no, that is not. (laughs) I would love to have that name. It's better than my last name. Yeah, which is My last name is associated with box wine. I mean, box and can wine, bitch. Hey, look, if the trailer park fits... (laughs) From Iowa, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. When she was done watching the tape, she submitted a report of her findings. And in her report, she stated Norris's behavior indicated that he didn't seem to want to defend himself in any way. However, his challenging actions demonstrated obvious evasiveness. This type of behavior was odd since it's completely unusual behavior from the average person being interrogated. Duh, yeah. Yeah, especially if they are guilty of the crimes in question because you don't draw extra attention to yourself. Yeah, Yeah. correct. Even BTK didn't act like this. (laughs) No shit. You know, (laughs) fuck. It wouldn't be until much later when Norris admitted to what his motivations were at the time. He set out to show the authorities that he was smarter than them by how much more information he knew in comparison to them. That's why he acted out in the invest in the interviews. Oh my god, dude. You just get dumber and yeah, dumber. Yeah, because you don't know dumber. shit. You are making yeah. uh Lucas and Tool. Look like they are fucking geniuses. Yeah. Listen to this, though. During... Lucas <laughs> tool. Just don't me what you said. Sometimes I'm a little slow because I'm, t- I'm thinking about Just based mouse. on what you said, you know, Lucas yeah. and Tool compared to this guy here... We're fucking... Yeah. We're our geniuses. Tool with a 75 IQ. Yeah. yeah. Is way smarter than fucking Norris yeah. here. Because totally. at least they went, hey, I'm going to fuck around with you a little bit. Like, even when they got caught... You know, yeah, hey, I'm going to confess to 3,000 murders and lead you on a wild goose chase just to give you a real one occasionally. And they weren't being dicks about it no. or arrogant. They were just fucking around. They played the cops like a fine fiddle. And not 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 Norris. He's a look at me, how smart I am. No, dude, Colin, you're a fucking moron, dude. Yeah, you're a dumbass. And you know what? Scott usually tries to find the good in everybody, and he I couldn't find, no find anything from you from the beginning. No, right from, right no. from the start. No. I find no good for this arrogant piece of garbage. Yeah, no. So during their investigation, authorities were able to determine that Norris had a history of mistreating elderly patients. There was one time a patient (coughs) kindly asked him to empty his catheter bag. Fair enough. It's a nurse's job. Exactly. So upon hearing the man's request, Norris flat out refused to empty it. Instead, he insisted the guy go into the bathroom and do it himself before he left the room and clocked out on his shift. Didn't even tell anybody that the catheter bag needed to change. He just said, you know what? Fuck you. Get to the bathroom yourself. Do it yourself. I'm out of here. Right? The Uh, elderly man attempted to get to the bathroom on his own, and he collapsed onto the floor. England, you really need the death penalty. May I recommend hanging or 
do the French I think way. It, I, I think England does have the death penalty. I know Germany does. Oh, Germany does, does, doesn't. That's I, what I'm well, thinking don't of. don't quote me on this because we haven't had anybody with the death penalty since Dyer in England. So they might have I abolished it. I think that Colin, if they don't have the death penalty, he's the reason why. They should. They, they, and I, I recommend maybe do it the, the French way. Bring the guillotine. Use a guillotine. I, no, I believe in the drawn quartering, but Ooh, whatever. No, yeah. For this yeah. guy here, definitely. And like, Tar uh, and feather him first. Like Tammy said, man, normally I try to find the good in everybody. Yeah, the in, racks. In, 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 in even our most vile of serial killers. Yes. I find Because even with good. Fred West, at first you were like, you know what, dude, head injury. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I, yeah, know, and then good. he fucking disgusted you even more. Not with, not with Norris here, though. Nothing. No. I find nothing, nothing redeeming, nothing good about you. Yeah. I, you're, you're, you're in my Hormolka category. Oh, That's yeah. Wait till, he, t- wait till this next example. There were more patients who stated Norris treated them callously in an offhanded manner. They each also noted that it was obvious he didn't care for old people in general. Two former patients on one ward stated that he had been verbally abusive towards them when they actually pushed their call button to let a staff member know another elderly patient had climbed out of their bed unassisted, and they knew that that patient needed assistance to get out of bed. Holy shit. So when he discovered who pressed their buttons... Norris said to them, I hope you suffer and rot in hell. God damn. If somebody even would have said that, I mean, even remotely said that at my mom's facility, they wouldn't have been working there. And one lady, actually, she didn't get written up, but she got a verbal warning because the medical term for shortness of breath is SOB. Oh, okay. Which we also know stands for son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now, that being said, the elderly do not know what the medical term is. The SOB is a medical term. Right. This one lady was outside his, her, this patient's room, and she said, you know, his name is SOB, blah, blah, blah. And he thought she meant son of a bitch. Oh, so no. So he said something, which, uh, granted, he's supposed to. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Know? but And so he reported it. Well, when they were talking, to, when the... Um, the administrator and stuff were talking to her. They, you know, she goes, no, I was telling, you know, because she was an aide. She goes, I was telling the nurse that he was short of breath and everything. They said, what did you say? She said, I said, and his name is SOB, blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, okay. Yeah. Now. Misunderstanding. Yeah. And she, they said, just don't speak, you know, just go to the nurse's station or something if you need to say something like that. Because. They don't understand what it means. And it's a good, you know, so she only got a verbal warning, you know, so it's nothing on her record, but it was an honest mistake. Right. Mistakes happen. Come out and say to somebody, I hope you suffer and rot in hell. That's obvious. And what gets me, he wasn't even stuck in traffic like I when people cut me off. Dude, I know. You talk about skull fucking everybody. I'll pop your eye out and skull fucking pissing the goddamn eye. Yeah, no. Because I hate pe- I, I, pe- the way people drive. Yeah. It's fucking ludicrous. That's why. And then they, and every time there's a wreck, because I investigated accidents for a little while, the person who caused it will normally say this right here. You ready? I don't know how this happened. Well, it's because, you know. Oh, as, I know. As you're investigating, you find out and get witness statements. Um, you know, you, well, it's because you're driving like a fucking moron. That's well, why. yeah. Well, I witnessed this accident, and I actually got out and helped the people because it happened right in front of me. 
And it's like, I kind of like saw it happening in my head before it happened, you know? And the guy actually, the guy who caused the accident literally came up to me and says, I only closed my eyes for a second. And I go, don't be telling people that, you idiot. I'd be like, you'd need to tell the nice officer over here. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. But no, I agree. And the funny thing is, as you just said, it's ludicrous. I actually, when I'm driving in traffic and I'm getting pissed off, I will listen to Ludacris' song, Move Bitch. Move (laughs) Bitch, get out the way. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, I like the Ludacris and the Little Wayne, (laughs) homie. I'm down with the OPP. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) You are down with the OPP because that's other people's property. You see, I I didn't even I didn't even make a a Tupac reference that time. Thank you for saying his name right. I appreciate it. (laughs) See, I'm learning kindness as my days go on. Are you actually reforming? No, not really. I decided not to fuck with you today. <laughs> well, that's so funny because I just listened to our last Monday's episode, you know, the Swango episode, and it was like where you're saying, I'm good in reform because that's all I need to say. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's you're right. not. <laughs> okay. So anyways, the trial took place at Newcastle Crown Court, which should also be familiar to you, and lasted a total of 19 days before the jury broke for deliberation. The jury stayed out for four days before returning a majority verdict of 11 to 1 in favor of conviction on March 3rd, 2008. Now, he was charged with four counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. The very next day, Judge Justice Griffith. Yes, you should also not be familiar with that. His name should also be familiar to all of us. Your Honor, you're back. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back. Nice to see you you. again. (laughs) Sentenced Norris to life in prison with parole eligibility after 30 years. So throughout the entire trial, Norris actually demonstrated his aggressive behavior. He would bang (laughs) on the windows of the judge, and when he was leaving the courtroom, he would attack various members of the press. Judge Griffith dismissed any chance that Norris acted out of empathy by practicing a form of euthanasia since not one of his victims had a life-threatening illness to begin with. Since he had already seen how eloquent that since we have already seen how eloquent this judge can be when he was talking to Shipman, uh-huh. let me tell you what he said when he sentenced Norris. He said, you are, I have absolutely no doubt, a thoroughly evil and dangerous man. You are an arrogant and manipulative man with a real dislike for, of elderly patients. The most telling evidence was that, observation, was that observation of one of your patients by the name of Bridget Tarpley, who said he did not like us old women. <laughs> okay. He's so eloquent. I love him. Me too. Yeah. He's one of my heroes now. Yeah. Him and uh, Detective Greg. Yeah, me too. The, those two right yeah, there. Yeah, I know, right? Love you both. If you yeah. both can hear this, I, I dude, really do. I love you both. Props, dude. <laughs> it wasn't long after Norris was arrested that the British media began referring to him as the angel of death. When all is said and done, he was convicted of killing only four women by administering lethal doses of insulin. The conviction was somewhat satisfying to Ethel Hall's son, Stuart, and the, you know, and the they were all murdered within the first year he was working as a nurse. So he didn't even wait a little bit. 
No shit. He, he like got hired and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be killing." And Adios, bitch, nachos. Well, it, it wasn't just that he was attacking elderly. He was specifically elderly women who had broken hips. Who had broken hips. You know, what up? And you know, with a broken hip, they required more care because they can't get up and walk and do anything. They have to be changed. They have, you know, until Dude, they get their physical therapy. I'm not even elderly. And like about a few years ago, I had uh, what's called a, and I love saying this because nobody yeah, can pronounce it, ephemeral acetabular impingement syndrome. Right. That's where your hip fucking catches, it, right? Yeah. And because the, the, the ball of the, of the, of the femur. Uh, gets little ridges in it, and it it'll catch on your pelvis. Yeah, yeah, and it hurts like a bitch. And I had a hard time getting up and down, and then going to the bathroom and and taking showers and everything like that. I can't imagine right being elderly right with a broken hip right, and because you're not as strong when when you get older right. And, and and the sad part is, is a broken hip is sometimes the the. The straw that breaks the camel's back with elderly patients. Right. You know, and now you're having to deal with this piece of shit. Yeah. Who's sitting there going, fuck you. You got a broken hip. You're an elderly woman. Yeah. I'm going to treat you like garbage. I'm going to try to kill you. Yeah. Well, because the first death was on June 27th. The next one, July 22nd. So less than a month later. Then it's October and November. I'll tell you what. I think if Detective Greg wasn't on the case, this asshole would have killed for a um, lot I kind of get longer. into that in a little bit, but... Thank you, Detective Greg, actually. I'm not even making a joke. No, me neither. Fuck, thank you for getting this guy because... Yeah. Now, I myself am somewhat outraged by this next little bit of information, but I'll say it anyhow because I can't be the only one upset now, can I? (laughs) When Norris's verdict was announced, the Leeds Teaching Hospital NHS Trust apologized to the families of the victims. They said they were sorry for his obvious disturbing, quote, crimes and went on to say he was, quote, an extremely dangerous criminal. Duh. You know what I mean? It's like a little too little too late, bitches. And it wouldn't be until 2009. Okay, he was convicted in what, 2002? No, 2003. All right, let me go up here. Oh, 2008, excuse me. So a year later that the Nursing and Midwifery Council would remove his name from the medical register. I read somewhere that it took him only five minutes to make a decision on that topic. What the what? That's what I say. What the what? Are you bullshitting me right now? I literally have no words. No. Why would it even take you five minutes to take his name off the register? You should have taken it off before he even fucking went to trial. No shit. The se- number one, the second that Detective Greg looks at you and goes, we got him. You go, you know what? He's off. He's yeah, the because I'm sorry, Greg, if he's arrested, if also this Detective Greg is superintendent, whatever, is fucking arresting you, you know that he's got you. Yeah, there's no getting that. This isn't. Oh, hey, we arrested you by accident thing. Dude no, knows his shit. this is a Perry Mason back of the courtroom shit. Yeah, this this dude's like yeah. the ninja of detective work in England. So. Yeah, dude, seriously. He's like Bruce Lee right there. He is. He's the Bruce Lee of detective yeah. work in the UK. Yeah, there is one possible inspiration for Norris's crimes. Some say that the case of Jesse McTavish, who was a nurse who was, all, was convicted then subsequently cleared in 1974 for murdering an 80-year-old patient by using a lethal injection of insulin. 
and they think this is what inspired Norris's modus operandi. Because while he was in school to become a nurse, his tutor told a group of students about this case, which happened to be approximately one year before he attacked his first victim. I'm going to go with two words on that. Horseshit. Okay. And he, well, here's why, okay? You're not going to... No normal fucking person is going to hear a story about... Okay. We've talked about my Mexican neighbors a lot. Right. I've heard stories about people killing Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Because we research serial killers. That's why it's not like I'm looking up like ways to kill them. Wanna uh, Barraza. Hello. But... You know, I'm not sitting there going, ha ha, you know, uh, the, these people killed a, killed a whole family this way. Exactly. That's my inspiration. Yeah. And I don't like them one fucking yeah. bit. Yeah. You, you would be Mexican neighbor killers at old lady killer, right? I would. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm not out there killing them. Yeah. Right I bitch a lot about them. Yeah. I laughed my ass off when you a loud do. car drove, drove by and scared that little kid of theirs, and he, she was crying. Dude, uh, remember when my doggy scared her? Oh, my God. My this... puppy my puppy is, like, the kindest dog ever, and he loves kids. He loves kids. So when he saw her, he wanted to go play with her. He just wanted her he attention. He outweighs her by 100 pounds But plus. he did, He would never jump on no. her because he doesn't jump on her. No, people. he doesn't jump, nothing like no. that. He, goes he, just well wanted her, he just wanted to go lick her damn face. And, and she screamed and ran. And Scott's and I go, come on, Ghosty, let's go. And he walked right in the door and everything. And we shut the door and you're like, ah. <laughs> I was laughing, going, dude, I'm going to buy you a steak. That's right. But, you know, and yeah, it's, it just boils down to all that. But it also says that he attended several classes in 1999 that lectured on diabetes and how to treat with insulin. So he knew what insulin would do to a patient. That's pretty Whether common knowledge, though. Or not everybody knows that, though. No, no, no. Uh, if he wanted, if he was, let's say he hadn't taken those classes, but he's in the nursing field. Okay? Right, then he would know still, but yeah. You know, he can go, okay, let me just Google this shit. Well, do we have Google in 99? I can't remember. Anyway. Yes, um, we did. Oh, I can't remember, to be honest. Don't do drugs. But you could open up a pamphlet. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember when, when I was a kid and uh, and my dad got diabetes. Um, there was pamphlets, oh, and you yeah. opened up. And <laughs> Those are little booklets that have information. Remember the ones we got in school for STDs. <laughs> <laughs> this is what herpes does to you, people. <laughs> I should have read that. This book. is syphilis. <laughs> I really should have read that book. I wouldn't you have should had have read this. all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now everybody out there is going, oh, my God, he's not just an asshole. He's a whore, and he catches venereal diseases. No, Jesus. he is a man whore. What I'm if, not going to lie. I always it, tell him he doesn't have to screw every woman he sees. I don't screw every woman that I see, and you keep me away from your mom, so there's a problem. Me and that guy talked today about how you make fun of, how you joke around about my mom. Because she's hot. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no. Oh, so a guy by the name of Sir Richard Badcock. <laughs> that is a fucking porn name. If I've ever heard one, yeah, because Richard life, is short for, for Dick. Dick. It's long for Dick, so it's Dick Badcock. <laughs> that is amazing. I didn't even realize that until I just read it just now in front of you. Because I'm like, oh, uh, because fuck. everything in my world is porn. <laughs> if if I was a porn star. And yeah. if I ever decide that, hey, I can't make money in music anymore, now I'm just going to do gonna porn. Are going to be Dick Badcock? I'm going to be Dick Badcock. I'm going to be Richard Badcock. <laughs> no, sir. You'll, you'll be sir. straight. 
<laughs> yeah, Richard Badcock. You will be Sir Dick Badcock. <laughs> yeah. That is a powerful name. Oh, my God. <laughs> the he's a forensic psychologist. <laughs> that's, all, that's, a, that's his main job. He's got a part-time gig. He's got a side gig I'm going so on. laughing. I hate you. <laughs> so he was also an instrumental player in the Shipman case. <laughs> Jesus, man. God, Colin, yeah. how stupid can you be? Yeah, you to got- commit these crimes <laughs> in the jurisdiction that Shipman got busted in, and you know what they did to bust his ass. So, so, Mr. Norris, I know you think you're smart, but let me give you a little bit of an education. You should have done your research, because all these people who are busting your arrogant ass have already been trained to specifically bust you. Yeah. By Shipman. Yeah. Because he did the same thing. You're yeah. nothing unique. They already had it. The second that they put their eyes on you, said, yep, that's him right there. That's we got him. him. Right there, motherfucker. <laughs> so this guy says he believes Norris is a true psychopath. A psychopath who targeted the elderly patients in his care merely because they were in his way. Chief Greg added that he had believed Norris targeted these women because they irritated him and because he could. Oh, God, if I only targeted the people that irritated me. Dude. <laughs> the body count would be astronomical. It would be. <laughs> yeah. I told the guy tonight, I said, if you don't see Scott some Monday morning, you know why. <laughs> so there's aftermath, you know, on this convoluted case. In 2009, Norris files an appeal with the court stating that the original jury instructions misdirected the jury into a, a conviction. <laughs> The appeals judge who reviewed the case stated the case against him was very strong and rejected it, emphasizing there's no validity to the criticism of the jury instructions. I'll bet you he was on the the shipment case, too. Yeah. Let's just bring everybody back. You know what? (laughs) This guy cracks me up so much. They might as well have called in all the people who worked at the hospitals that shipment worked at. And yeah. go, hey, you know what? We're having like a big reunion party. Yeah, bring, exactly. Bring Shipman too. Bring him. And she, I yeah. bet you even Shipman would look at him and go, Norris, God damn, what the fuck, man? You're a dumbass. You're an idiot. Yeah. They busted me and you're way dumber than I am. Oh, well, I'll tell you something else. I mean, I don't have it in my notes, but it's pretty interesting. <laughs> so the appeals judge went on to say that when it came to the original case, the judge's sep- summary was beyond exemplary. He didn't misdirect the jury in any way. Okay. <laughs> now, another formal inquiry is held. You know, they held one on Shipman. They held one here. Uh-huh. As we found with the Shipman case, authorities launched an independent inquiry into the case, into Norris's case in 2010. The inquiry suggested that certain protocols be implemented in an effort to prevent something like this from happening in the future. One of the protocols was the use of, quote, unquote, student practice passports which would be used by the instructors to comment on student training to be medical professionals. More specifically, it would allow the instructors to comment on the student's personality and integrity, not just their academic status. Okay. (laughs) They held to the belief that this would have raised raised flags in Norris's case early on, due to his aggressiveness during assignments and his poor attendance records, and his confrontation with others on several occasions. Well, plus, you know, as a doctor or a nurse or, or even an orderly, you need to have one major component that it has to be in your personality. You know what that is? Compassion. Compassion. Yep, 
Exactly. Yeah, because Harvey, remember Donald Harvey, was an orderly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to have some compassion in there, and actually quite a bit of it, in order to really function. Yeah. And this asshat apparently has zero. None. 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 Like, he has negative numbers when it comes to compassion. Yeah, and that's not easy to achieve. He's an overachiever, Scott. <laughs> no kidding, man. So congratulations. You're the only one that I've ever said has negative compassion. Yeah. So the passports that would then be used by the schools to determine whether students should be allowed to join the National Medical Register. Okay. The inquiry argued that the University of Dundee failed to identify in its references to future employers Norris's obvious difficulty when it came to providing adequate care to his patients. After Norris was convicted in 2008, nursing managers were already being urged to take more precautions when it came to hiring their staff members, and employees had, employers had also started to introduce new guidelines when it came to their pre-employment checks and, on all future employees. So they started, when he got arrested before the inquiry, they started um, inquiring about their, you know, their behavior and stuff in school. You know, and they should have been doing that all along. They should have been. I'll I'll tell you, a a lot of the industry that I'm in, uh, whether it be the trucking industry or the music industry, Mm -hmm. it comes down to something that some people disagree with. It's called the good old boys club. Oh, yeah. If you get along with everybody, and I get along with most people in both industries, you tend to be more successful. Yeah. Why? You have to ask yourself why, even in the music industry, why? Because we all have to work together, you know? Um, even if I'm in a studio and I don't like the, uh, the, the sound tech or the producer or another musician, I got to work with them. You do. I don't go in there as an arrogant piece of shit. No. I don't sit there and go, I'm way above you guys. What's your hourly rate? Oh, it's below mine type of bullshit thing. Yeah. I go in there and I work with them. Um, and right. this guy here has the inability to work with, I think, anybody. Anybody. Because he thinks he's better than everybody in the world, and he's yeah. not. He's well, not. He's garbage. He was arrogant, too. He thought he knew more than the people who had been working as doctors for years more than him. Exactly. So, you know, fresh hey, out of medical school, he knew it all. Maybe Norris and Shipman are cellmates. No, Sh- Shipman committed suicide, remember? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Little fucker. Damn it. So, yeah. So there is that. And then... Um, There are some concerns over his conviction, and I'll read those to you now. On October 4th, 2011, a retired professor by the name of Vincent Marks brought forth new concerns in regards to Norris's conviction. Marks is a leading expert. Ow, pinching my shoulder, sorry. When it comes to insulin poisoning, and he states that the expert testimonies in Norris's case were presented in an effort to lead the jury to believe the hypoglycemic event clusters among the non-diabetic individuals were sinister in nature. Duh. No shit. Professor Marks notes that the four patients that were singled out by the experts were all naturally at a high risk of having hypoglycemic episode due to their risk factors, which includes malnutrition, multi-organ failure, and infection. Yes, infection can, and so can malnutrition, affect your blood sugars. Very much so. I get that. So can organ failure. However, they will not determine that there's 12 times more insulin in your bloodstream than what should be. No shit. Okay? No shit. So fuck this dude. In addition to this, a former television producer and a journalist came out with a documentary called A Jury in the Dark, and I've looked for it. I can't find it. 
which argued the presence of a logical yet non-criminal explanation for all the deaths. Daly says that while doing his research for the documentary, he came across another death at Lee's General Infirmary that was on, on the original investigation list authorities had. No, and in this you. particular case, the detective said it showed potential as a murder carried out by a male nurse. However, the case status changed from sp- suspicious to non-suspicious after authorities determined that Norris wasn't on the list, on the shift at the time indicating that he was their target and if they couldn't tie him to an incident, then the incident was not included in the investigation. <laughs> Fucking okay. ridiculous. So in May of 2013... He's just grabbing at straws is all he's doing. Yeah. In 2013, <laughs> the Criminal Case Review Commission, which is C- CCRC, confirmed that since there was no scientific and medical evidence that contradicts the evidence originally submitted to the jury... They were taking another look at the case. In January 2015, two members of the jury, one of them being the foreman, came forward to say they believe Norris is innocent of the charges. There is actually a Facebook and a Twitter dedicated to free Colin Norris. Oh, my God. Give me a break. It's almost as prevalent as the where the fuck is... Where in the world is Carla Homolka (laughs) instead of Carmen San Diego? Okay. <laughs> so, as of February 2021 this year, they have determined the possibility of Norris's convictions was unjust, and they referred the case on to the Court of Appeals for further action, and it's still there. Okay? Now, let me th- give you my thoughts and ask you questions. You ready? Uh-huh. So, although it seems I'm the one that presents a majority of the Medical Monday cases, I'm finding they're more and more disturbing. One would think that when it came to researching murder, especially serial killings, it would all be disturbing. However, it takes a person with a strong intestinal fortitude to compartmentalize what we are researching. That's true. Because we have to be able to separate, this is research, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay? (laughs) To separate research from personal lives. Granted, there are times when it bleeds over and I find myself getting irritable, even Outside of what I'm researching, I'll be talking to somebody and I'll be irritable. You know why you present most of the Medical Mondays, right? Because I'm fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Please, Lord Because my mom me. is in the medical field and I know what the fuck I'm talking right, about. Right, because you have experience in the medical field and yeah. so does your mom. Yeah. That's why I don't. I've never been a doctor. Yeah. I've never been a nurse. I've never done anything there, in the medical yeah, field. Yeah, there is one that we're going to feature not on a Monday. He's going to be a Friday one. But um, I wish my mom remembered more. Because, you know, her memory's going. So. She remembers me. You know, she did tell me to be safe and tell you hi, but whatever. Tell her I said, hey, honey, how you doing? I told her I said, how can I be safe? I'll be with Scott. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just kidding. She still needs my phone number. (laughs) Yeah, no, she doesn't. Oh, yeah. Okay, now. You'd almost have to be a robot to not be affected at all. That was where I was with this case. There are two types of cases that I research that tend to affect me more than others. It's almost sad to say, but I'd almost prefer to research the sadistic fetish cases than I would cases that involve innocent children or the elderly infirm. Okay? Yeah, that's true. I honestly believe my feelings when it comes to researching the senseless murder of children is because I'm a mother first and foremost. I'm a mother who, like others, sacrificed a great deal in order to make sure my child had a better life than the one I had growing up. I protected him from the effects of my dysfunctional family, 
the, the, from the effects that my dysfunctional family could have, could have had on him. I wasn't a perfect mother by any means, but I did my best to give him the best. When it comes to researching those who target the elderly infirm patients, it chaps my hide because my mom was a dedicated geriatric nurse for over 40 years. I was 45 when she retired, and she had been a nurse since my sister was little, so it's safe to say nearly 50 years in total. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She is the standard I hold all nurses to, and let's face it, she sets that standard high. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Okay. I know enough about your mom to know that. To be yeah. Back. I mean, my mom had a horrible bedside manner when it came to us kids being sick because <laughs> I will never forget when... Uh, there, I used to have panic attacks even when I was a kid, like five, six years old. I'd have panic attacks. And there's a reason, but I won't get into it. Um, but it got to be a point sometimes where, I mean, and still to this day, it hurts to take a breath in, you know. And I'd say, Mom, it hurts when I breathe. And she'd go, stop breathing. <laughs> or if we cut ourselves or whatever, I'd go, Mom, I need a Band-Aid. There was never a Band-Aid in the fucking house. She'd go, it's far enough away from your heart. You're not going to bleed to death. But oh tell me, God. Like, <laughs> one of her patients would say, I have a headache. She'd be like, oh, what can I get for you? I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know, whatever. So well, Okay, but the, I, I can relate to that because it's, that, those were her patients. Oh, yeah. We're different at work. You are. Than we well, are. And she said that a lot of times lives. we didn't have band aids in the house because us kids would just put them on. <laughs> and that's true, man. You, get, you, you give a oh, kid yeah. a box of Scooby Doo band aids. Dude, and they're gone. I know, because I have a picture of my son on my phone when he calls me. It's his picture, and he was like maybe eight years old. He has these Mickey Mouse band aids all over his face. Exactly. <laughs> but for sharing kid things, I had a recording of my son Jake. So the, the, the movie Super Troopers. Okay, yeah. He saw that, and I think he was like five years old. And he used to sing the, the opening song by 38 Special, which, I got a star on my car and a one on my chest. But he would sing it so out of key, it was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. I know. I still have a video of my he, son singing Boom Boom Pow by Black Eyed Peas. He would sing it. I'll try to do it. I got a star on my car and one on my chest. Like that. <laughs> that was my ringtone. Forever. Oh, I believe it. Until I dropped my phone. Uh, no, we, we, we found a lake because uh, we, we were on the road. Oh, and you dropped it in the water? No, it was in my pocket. I forgot it was in there. Oh. And the only thing I was hoping, I, please, I don't care if you salvage anything else in this phone. I got to have this ringtone. And they couldn't get it. I, I'll pay you anything you want. I need this ringtone. Yeah. It would be my ringtone today. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. It was no, it's, the funniest shit. Well, and our kids do awesome stuff, you know? And that's why I don't understand parents who neglect and harm their children. Because, I mean, although I do understand child abuse because there was that time when I wanted to beat my son and he was only like <laughs> four months old. But you know what? There's self-control, too. Yeah, but sometimes people don't have the skill set to have that self-control. That's true. That's true. You know, and, and with that, and I mentioned this, uh, actually, we'll get into this when I get into Bonin. Um, about changing. Oh no, I'm sorry. When we get into uh, um, um, Chester Turner. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which we're featuring later this week. Yeah, um, Thursday. That you know, just because you're raised a certain way, because I was raised in a very abusive household, mm-hmm. you don't have to stay that way. Mm-mm. And it's about the choices that we make. 
It's about changing your life for the better. Yeah. And, and making those choices. And I don't buy the fact, and I actually say this is my closing thought in that one, that people, well, I'm this way because that's the way I was raised. Or I was raised in this environment. Yeah. Bullshit. You're this way because you choose to be it. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry. I was raped when I was 10. I'm not raping people. That's not what I heard. Scott, what I did to you that one time, I apologize. I'm sorry. My butt will never be the same again. <laughs> I didn't know two fists could fit in there. Now you do. Neither did my proctologist. <laughs> he just looked at me and said, did she tell you what you had for breakfast? <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. I'm <laughs> we're, just we're fucking just, We're just fucking with you guys. Yes. So in Colin Norris's case, as I researched, I had no doubt that he's guilty of the crimes he was charged with. During my research, I noticed there was a pattern. He administered unnecessary pain medication prior to (laughs) injecting his victims with insulin. I have had enough exposure to the medical community to know the significance of these actions. By first administering a high dose of pain meds, the patient becomes drowsy, if not unconscious. Therefore... Once they receive the insulin injection and it starts to take effect, they are too incapacitated to signal for help. So the double injections work with one another to guarantee success. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm sorry. He's a dick. And that said, I delve into the fact that maybe, just maybe, I'll play devil's advocate. He was wrongfully convicted. Commit. Convicted. Convicted? I've got got a large (laughs) vocabulary. I don't even know what the fuck that is. (laughs) Convicted, as some have recently stated. I'm going to play devil's advocate in regards to this supposed new evidence. I feel that there's a possibility that maybe, just maybe, he wasn't the only one targeting elderly patients. Because they said that one wasn't attributed to him. It just so happens that he's the one to get caught. I kind of believe that the other person, or perhaps people, if they were present... Stop targeting individuals at those facilities when Norris was arrested. Which is the smart thing to do. A very, a very not Norris thing to do, as a matter of fact, because they're yeah, a little bit smarter than he is. Because they did say that there were some cases that they couldn't attribute to him. Right. So perhaps there was somebody else. Right. But, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate. I still say he's fucking... He is at least guilty of one or two right. bare minimum. And I'll tell you why. His pure fucking arrogance... With the, the fact of that all the patients have a very similar uh, oh, yeah. chemistry that when they, when, when they do an autopsy and they, and they pull the samples, right. they've got narcotics in their system. They've got a high level yeah. of fucking insulin. And these thousand these fucking units of had, insulin. Yeah, had no reason to be have that high insulin and they had no reason to have pain meds injected. Your pancreas doesn't omit that much humulin in a whole day. No, it doesn't because... I mean, a normal pancreas, you can take somebody's normal blood sugar, and it's what? As high as maybe 80 to 100? Maybe? I'll tell you. A normal blood sugar is between 80 and 100 fasting. Okay. And then I think it's like 100 to 120 after you've eaten or 140 when you've eaten. Right. Um, A diabetic like myself, my doctor is happy if my blood sugar stays about 140, 120, 140. He is stoked. And that's you yeah, know, my fasting. mom's and when she's woken up in the morning has been as low as like fifty five, sixty. Ooh. So she like hurries up and drinks some orange juice or lemonade yeah. or something like that, and she won't have coffee. And then she tries to get a cup of coffee because she uses a shit ton of creamer. 
You don't yeah. want to drink coffee because that will actually lower your blood sugar. Oh, well, she... So, so does alcohol, she, believe it or not. She basically... I'm sorry. My mom drinks coffee so she can drink creamer. <laughs> <laughs> she has a little bit of coffee in her creamer. Tammy's mom, if you come on over... You, and she you, drinks the same kind of creamer you do, too. See, so. I'll get you all the creamer you want, Mama. That disgusted me because I knew it was a fucking... <laughs> Double entendre? It was, it was fucking disgusting in my head. Um, okay, so like I said, I was playing devil's advocate. This would ensure that he, and if this person did stop when he was arrested, it would ensure that Norris took the fall for any and all incidents because they would stop after he was put in jail. Correct. Okay, so granted, this is just a hypothesis. It's only my opinion, and as we've stated many times, I'm not an expert, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. I just play one on TV. I kind of do, because I'm awesome. You're all right for a Sasquatch. You know what? Fuck off, dickhead. I feel the love. You do, because nobody knows me on here by that. Okay, now it's time for my questions. We all know the first question. Nature or nurture, Scott? Nature or nurture? Nature, 100 fucking percent. This guy was born garbage, and he continues to be garbage to this day. Yeah. So, Considering... Your nature, Norris. Yeah. Considering you completed college and there was no indication that you had aggressive behavior until you went into a profession that you probably shouldn't have fucking been in. That, you know, and if he thinks he's so smart, why even go into that fucking profession? Like, seriously, you yeah. know your limitations. Like, I would never work with kids. We talked about that yeah. earlier. Because I don't like kids. Well, see, and that's why my mom, when she, because when she, w- she had my sister when she was young and she was not married and, you know, didn't go on to college. So she was on welfare. And welfare in Iowa at that time, and I believe it should be the case with everywhere still to this day, offered education. Okay? They put her through, uh, she went to Western Iowa Tech, which now is a, it's a two-year program, but it only offers LPNs, where back then it was an RN after two years. Oh, okay. Okay? So she, I have her degree at home. I just found it again the other day, her, her certificate from there, RN. Okay, they told her you can either, you know, for the training classes, because remember, this is back in early 70s. My sister was born in 1970. They told her you can be a teacher or you can be a nurse. What do you want to be? Nurse. I really don't like kids, you know, so I'll be a nurse. See, this is why your mother and I are perfect for each other. We both hate kids. Yeah. And then because she's she says it's because kids don't listen. But whatever. She had three of us. So because they do. Don't. Have you ever tried teaching a child anything? Yeah. Like, seriously. They don't I've, sit down. They don't do anything. I've had friends of mine sit there go, hey, teach my kid how to play guitar. And the kid, yeah, I want to learn how to play guitar. And like 10 minutes into it, they're like looking around and shit like that. And I take that shit seriously. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. You do. Back here. Fucking eyes on me, dude. Yeah. And it irritates the piss out of me. Yeah, totally. I had to close some shit out. Um, Good. You but then now? when she became a nurse, they said, do you want pediatrics or geriatrics? Right, even though she had she had already done a emergency room rotation, that's how she met my dad, or ICU rotation, that's how she met my dad. But um, she said I'd rather do geriatrics because I couldn't handle seeing somebody who is just starting their life and their life, but I can see somebody who's lived their life just helping them, you know, move on. I kind of feel the same way, unless I'm yeah. in Walmart. Then I look at those little bastards and go, "If you were ran over by a truck, dude." 
I might call an ambulance, but no, after a minute. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch you for a while. I'd be like, ah, little fucker deserved it. Little Billy was tearing apart the store. I can't shop in peace. And his mom and dad, they're garbage too. Oh, yeah. I've, ha- I've seen that at Fred Meyer. It's like insane. Okay, so what do you think was his motivation for changing professions <laughs> from being a travel agent to a nurse? That has been tumbling around in my head since we started talking about this. Yeah, because they are two unrelated Polar opposite professions. Polar opposite. My only thing that I can think of, given what he did within his first year, is specifically to kill people. Yeah, because you can't really target people who come into a travel agency. Well, you can, but you get caught a lot quicker. And I guarantee you, Detective Greg's going to know after the first killing. No, it's this motherfucker over here. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, because I was just like stuck. I mean, I've been stuck on that for a long time. It's like, you know, but I believe that if he is a true psychopath, because psychopaths are born, sociopaths are made. If he was a true psychopath, at some point he knew he wanted to kill somebody. Yeah, exactly. And he has easy access to people as a nurse. Yeah, I agree. So that's where I was at on that. I said, do you, and then do you feel there was an unreported catalyst that spawned his hatred towards the elderly and firm? No. You just think it was, you know, because they were weak. Just ingrained in him. He's picking the he's picking the weakest of the weakest of the weak. Right. He's not even picking on dudes. No. He is going for incapacitated females. Females that are. I mean, he was mean to that one guy who asked for his catheter being changed, but he didn't target him to kill him. As he didn't die, he was just a dick to him. Mm -hmm. But he's targeting some of the weakest people, most vulnerable. Yeah, because like I said, a broken hip. They can't get up. Yeah, they're not. They're not running out of the fucking room. Yeah. or anything like that. They they're, need your help the most. Yeah. So, he, yeah, and I, I, he did it specifically to target these types of people. Yeah. Um. I know the answer to this one. Do you believe he's guilty? Really? You even have to ask. Well, that? no. And do you think there's any significance regarding the case that was suddenly deemed non-suspicious? No, not at all. I think that he's guilty of sin, you know, and uh, maybe it was just non-suspicious. Shit like that happens. Maybe maybe it really was after it was analyzed and looked at. I'm not a doctor or even a detective. That's why I don't catch serial Well, see, and I'm wondering if it's because maybe the insulin level wasn't so high in his system or maybe he did have a drop in his, you know, you know, because of the. You say he, so it was a dude? Yeah. So it doesn't even fit his profile. Yeah, and then not only that is it was, you know, um, maybe, you know, like I said, maybe he did have, like, malnutrition and infection, which would lower his blood sugar. Correct. You know, it, it, but with true diabetes, if you have an infection, it'll spike it. Exactly, and a lot of people don't know this unless you're a diabetic. If your blood sugar is really high, this is why we heal slower generally. Yes. Because if your blood sugar is high, your body has a harder time healing itself. Right, that's one of the reasons. I mean, we, my dad's death certificate says um, cause of death due to you know complications due to diabetes because he had diabetes really bad. I mean, he had to have injections three times a day, and he got... Um, an infection in his foot. Yep. And they were trying to get that healed and everything, and they had antibiotics in that, and then he developed a bladder infection. And on top, and even though it's like he said, I'm, it hurts when I pee, I, was, I went down to the nurse's station as soon as he said that. I know that, how that feels. Yeah, I said, <laughs> dude, whatever, that's not due to a bladder <laughs> infection. But anyways, 
I mean, as soon as he said it hurts when I pee, I'm like, shit, he's got a bladder infection. You know, I didn't even tell them to test it. I said, order an antibiotic now. You know, because I had that kind of power of attorney. I could do that. And so they did, but it was too little too late. And so he ended up, you know, he went downhill within two days. And because the infection just overrode his body. That's why diabetics usually, uh, if if it's left unchecked, the first thing to go is you get foot and leg amputated. Oh, yeah. They had talked about amputating his leg, you know, up to his knee and stuff. And I'm like, no. I said, he's already a DNR. Don't do it because that would kill him faster. You know, because he was still quite mobile. He could get up and transfer himself and everything until the very end. And so, you know, I was just like, no. And first of all, his heart and shit couldn't have taken a surgery. He had have died on the table. But yeah, I think Norris yeah. is guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. Okay, then this is my next question because it has been brought up. Do you think that perhaps he was railroaded due to it being so close to the shipment case and involved many of the key players in the shipment trial? No. Yeah, I don't think no, so either. I think that Norris saw what was going on. I can do it better. Look at look at his arrogance through this entire oh, totally, story. Totally, I can get away with it. Yeah. And matter of fact, I'll even point to myself because there's yeah, no and way I'll do it in the be. same jurisdiction that Shipman did and prove to them that they're not that great. Yeah, that's exactly what he did, mm-hmm. just to feed his own fucking narcissism and his own arrogance. Yeah, I totally believe he was a nice nar- narcissistic so- psychopath. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. But you ain't getting away from Chief Greg. Or Justice Graham. Or Justice Graham. That's right. They should have their own free and TV show. I'd watch they it. They should. Like Dr. G, the medical examiner, the one that actually was a key player in the Casey Anthony case. Oh, sweet. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. It was just crazy, crazy. But... Yeah, she sh- he, they should have their own show. <laughs> they should. It should be called The Justice Case. <laughs> I would watch those two every fucking day. You know what? I, t- I kind of want to write to them. I do. I just want to say, you know what? We've covered some of the cases that you were working on. We want to we know your thoughts. Can't hurt. So, right. But that's all I have. Do you all have right. anything else you want to add to this? Absolutely yeah. nothing. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to oh, tell oh, you. Oh, oh, what, what, I what? Forgot. Um, you pee? A little bit. No, I'm oh, kidding. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, as long I as I know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, it's really sad when you're our age and you sneeze. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't pee my pants, but thanks for sharing that no, with me. No, but every once in a while, it's like, I'll see something. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're whatever. disturbing. <laughs> whatever. When I was pregnant, my son literally stepped on my bladder and I peed. I couldn't stop it. I was like, what the fuck? Thanks for sharing that anyway. with me. Anyways, there's a drug dealer when I need one. <laughs> Anyways, what I was going to say is some people are, I mean, in their free call and Norris's pages, because I've read some of them. Some of them are advocating that he couldn't have possibly did it because he's in jail and he set up a food bank in the jail that donates food to the community. That has okay. nothing to do with the fucking case. It has nothing to do with it. And yeah, he's going to be an exemplary prisoner because he wants to fucking win his appeals. <laughs> Yeah, that set up a food bank has nothing to do with the fucking cases. Jesus Christ, Yeah, and it has nothing to do with him taking care of the elderly. Give him some elderly fucking prisoners, and I bet he'll kill them, too. Only if they're old ladies with broken hips. That's his his deal right there. He should almost be a fetish. It's almost, well, it's almost like he targets old women because, A, there's a hatred to women there and a hatred to old people. That's what it looks like to me. 
Well, like a little combo meal going on. I understand that. Yeah. For me, it's a little different. He wants a little supersized, but whatever. Hey, I I'm... know with you, it's a little different. You don't want to kill him. You want to fuck him. Mostly your mom. Oh, my God. Because she's hot. Oh, my God. She was a nurse. Her and I could play doctor. She has a really awesome stethoscope, too. I should even tell oh, you this. Oh, sweet. Because I got her one. I got her a really nice When's one. When's the next time you're going to be out of your house? Um, right now. <laughs> I'll be back. You'll be back in a couple hours? A few hours, yeah. Yeah, just go ahead and go to sleep on my bed. It's okay. I won't be back tonight. I won't be sleeping in that bed. <laughs> I hate you. No. <laughs> I'll be cuddled up. <laughs> Dude. You'd have to be the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. So mean to your mom. All right, let's wrap this one up for fuck's sakes. You started it. I did. Okay. No, I'm done. I'm totally done now. All right, boys and girls, this has been Brutal Nation. Remember to check us out at www.twistedbluellc.com. Click on that Amazon button if you're going to shop on Amazon because it helps out the show and doesn't cost you anything else. Um, let's see what else. You can send us an email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com and check out the three services that have our blogs, which is Medium, Vocal Media, and Hub Pages. Did yes. I get it right? I got it right? You did, and I finally got our issue with Hub Pages worked out. I forgot to buy sticky notes for my monitor when oh, I bought the new you monitor. Know what? I have some at home, and I was going to bring them, and I totally forgot. <coughs> bought everything else, but the damn sticky notes so I can remember shit. This show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.